Welcome, friends, to the voice of the street freaks and cool geeks, the home of the hype, the realm of the real. This is the domain of the pain, the pad of the rad, the nest of the best, the room of the doom. It's the minute to get with it. This is the Peanut Butter Tiger Podcast. Did you have products? Yes. <laughs> Starting the podcast dirty. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Peanut Butter Tiger Podcast. It's Monday, March 2nd. First Monday of the new month, of the new decade. Oh yes. 20s are going to be lit. You know, I've said it before, but it's nice to be back in a decade that you can say, you know, like, oh, from the 20s. You couldn't really say the teens, you know, couldn't really say the 2004s, you know what I mean? Those are shitty decades. We're back to the 20s. It rolls off the tongue nicer. That's what's up. This is episode 40. Fucking podcast is growing so much, man. Dope, we're getting new music sent in and shit. We've had lots of people send music in. We've had some guests on. Gonna try to get some more guests, but it's hard to organize for a podcast, Matt. Especially working full-time. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, you know, prancing around Vancouver, different coffee shops and shit like that, trying to organize this. I just bang it out after work. You know, sit down, I write some funny ideas down, sit down, work it out, and then blow. Drop a fucking podcast, press record. Sometimes we have guests. Hopefully this week we're going to have my homie sit down, talk some shit, pop some shit. But you know, until then, we're just rocking. That's right. we got listeners, Australia, listeners in the States, listeners in Canada, of course. Thank you all, man. We're fucking vibing over here. It's dope. You know, the whole community's growing, man. Pothead Park's doing good. Shouts to them. Check out Pothead Park on Facebook and Instagram. Mostly on Instagram, though. That guy's rad, man. He's just so fucking funny, that dude. Oh, he'll sit there and he'll just bang off, like, fucking full grams of shatter, man. And his shatter, like, if you're not familiar with concentrates, you know, it's one thing to smoke weed. It's one thing if you're smoking weed. You know, I can smoke weed. I can sit around, I can. I bet you I can smoke an ounce in a day. No problem. No fucking problem. Shatter, though. If you're smoking concentrates, man. This cat rolled up one time with this shatter. It was, like, completely clear. I thought I was going to relapse. I thought he was talking about a fucking... It was crystal meth. But no, it was shatter. It was a weed concentrate. It was, like, 99% THC. He fucking dropped that on a nail. No problem. Took the hugest hit. Gave me one, gave my buddy one. He sit this 42-year-old dude on his ass, man. Our homie was sitting there after one big toke of this fucking dab there. He got all shy-eyed. And this guy smokes weed all the time. And one toke of this shit set him on his ass. That's like the hard liquor of marijuana is dabs, man. You gotta be, you can't be fucking around with dabs. You can't fuck around with edibles. You can't fuck around with dabs. But if you like to see people who do fuck around with that shit... 
Shouts out to Pothead Park. Go check them out. That guy's rad. Let's grow that community over there. Let's grow this community. Let's grow that community. And let's all fucking, you know, follow the fucking dreams, man. Living the dreams up here. Kicking ass. Spring is finally here, man. Oh, I can just feel it in the fucking air. I love spring, dude. We're going to be seeing cherry blossoms in the next month, man. It's going to be awesome. Skateboarding's going to come back strong. Skating every day. Going to be rocking some short shorts, man. We're talking shorts like six inches above the knee this year. Show off these huge fucking hammy legs, man. Fucking rights is going to be awesome. Spring is the best in Vancouver. Like, spring's good everywhere, but like... Like, spring in Saskatoon wasn't shit. Everything was all brown and... You know, everything was frozen, and you just start to see the little buds on the trees. We already got flowers. Vancouver already has flowers. Like, it's nothing, man. That's awesome. Vancouver is fucking... Vancouver is just like... You couldn't ask for a better spot in Canada. I don't see why everybody doesn't live in Vancouver. But, you know, that's just me. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's awesome. This weekend was great, man. Fucking sat around and watched some XFL. Go, uh, I caught the Tampa, Tampa Bay Vipers. That's awesome to see them win a game. You know what I mean? They're 0-3. It's kind of funny, like, the Bucks don't do all that hot, and then the Tampa Bay Vipers come through and fucking lose three games in a row to start it off. But that's okay. Pulled it together. They had a great win over DC. I don't know what DC's name was, but fucking, you know, XFL's dope. It's awesome. Like, it's not as high level as NFL. That's okay. What are you going to do, man? It's nice to have year-round football. I always got jealous as a football fan in Canada. Like, being in Canada, everybody watches hockey, no matter what. I'm from Saskatoon. Saskatchewan doesn't even have an NHL team, but everybody watches hockey. Every single person watches. And I don't. Hockey's too fast for me. Hockey's too... I don't pay attention that good. I've got like six different kinds of ADD. I can't fucking pay attention to the puck flying all over the place. It's just... It's just, too, it's just too fast. It's just too much for me. You know what I mean? Too much to keep up with. <clears throat> I like football. How they do a play, six seconds, bang, and then you got 30 seconds to sit around and think about what just happened. You know what I mean? That's the kind of sports I like. Action-packed and then not action-packed. <laughs> uh, anyways, I get jealous, though, because all of my friends are really into hockey, and they fucking sit around and talk about hockey with each other. Most of the year, man. I don't even know how long a hockey season is, but it is a good portion of the fucking year, man. And you just don't get that with football. Like, football would end... Football ends in February. So you got February, uh, March, April, May, June, and then I think July, like Canada Day, CFL kicks off. But CFL is fucking not very football at all. I mean, go Rough Riders. I'm from Saskatoon. I watched the mighty Rough Riders win a Grey Cup in person in Regina. It was amazing. I've been to two Grey Cups, lost one, won one. Go Riders. That's awesome. But fuck the CFL sucks. God, it's like watching high school football, but even worse because they've got two fucking down. Or they've got three downs. It's terrible. Can't stand it. So then you got to wait around until fucking around Labor Day for NFL. So you got that whole span from fucking February to September where there's no football. A little bit of preseason football. It starts to heat up around August, man. Start to get fired up, you know what I mean? Well, really, like, July and August are 
you're, you're starting to fucking see what's up and it's awesome. But, you know, there's a big span where you're not watching football at all and it sucks. It sucks. So it's nice to have the XFL. I don't really fucking understand it that much. I haven't watched too much. Like, I've watched, like, I don't know, two games of it. But I'll take it. I'll handle it, man. That's awesome. It'll be nice to see the playoffs. Haven't decided who I'm going to cheer for yet. You know, we'll see. We'll see what is up. What else? Oh, I watched. I was sitting around with this chick this weekend. We were watching that uh, Love is Blind. Has anybody seen uh, Love is Blind on Netflix? What a fucking show, man. Like, these shows, basically the premise is, I, I didn't catch the first couple episodes. I'm terrible for this. I never fucking pay attention to these shows. But I came in on, like, season eight. I watched two episodes of it. And, man, like, it's crazy. Like, I guess these people, there was a set number of chicks and a set number of dudes. Nobody's ugly either. That's what, like, I think, like, if love really was blind, they would have some, like, fat people in there or something. Or, like, some real butterfaces and fucking ugly dudes and shit in there. You know, like a short, fat, bald dude. Uh, whatever. Anyway, so these people all get together in this host, and I guess they spend time, like, talking to each other through walls. Uh, like, jail, apparently, I guess. And then they each other, they fucking pick each other, and they propose to each other through these walls, I think. And then they're get, they're getting married. They get married. They fucking choose to get married. And it's all dramatic. And the whole thing is fucking ridiculous, man. All these people are making a horrible decision. Like one of the chicks she was talking, like it's like the night before her wedding. She's like, oh my God, I'm marrying my best friend. Like, you just, you just met this fucking dude two weeks ago, man. You just saw his face a week ago. What are we doing here? What are you guys doing? Like they made like, it's crazy. Like I was married once. I was married for like a good five years and then fucking got divorced. What are you going to do? Terrible. It was a fucking tragic roller coaster up and down. It was terrible. It was horrible. Wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Divorce will wreck your life. Marriage will wreck your life. You got to make sure like, oh, I don't know. It's terrible to involve the state at all, but whatever. It's a big deal is what I'm saying. It's a bigger deal than just picking somebody after fucking two weeks of meeting this person. That's kind of insane. But whatever, that's cool, you know, good, good luck to all of them. I'm going to probably see the rest of it tonight, you know what I mean? Head on over and catch the fucking last episode, but uh, I think the whole thing is insane. And uh, shame on Netflix for promoting such a fucking terrible story that is sure to wreck numerous lives. It was so funny too, because there's this one chick and you could clearly tell she's not going to fucking go with this guy. And then there's like, you know, there's this like, there's this... She's like, um, oh, I don't even know what it said. It was like a creative consultant or some shit like that. This black chick was hooked up with this red hair scientist dude. And clearly they're not going to fucking make it. I'm going to have to get their names. But clearly they're not going to make it. Clearly. Clearly. And then there was like this 34-year-old chick hooked up and she fell for somebody else's. Of course. Such drama. Of course. These shows have to have drama. So this 34-year-old chick falls for somebody else. That dude asked somebody else to marry him or something like that. She doesn't end up with him. She ends up, this 34-year-old chick ends up with a 24-year-old dude who I think is shorter than her, which is two negatives. If he's younger and shorter than her, ugh, I don't know if that's going to fucking work out well. You know what I mean? 10 years, that's a fucking age gap, man. 
That is a fucking huge age gap. What do you talk about? What do you talk about? You know? If you're, like, even, like, I find it hard. Like, there's, like, age gaps. I've dealt with, the biggest age gap I've dealt with is eight years. And (coughs) this chick was super cool, though, so, like, it was easy to, like, talk about shit, you know, like, actual culture. But there's been, like, oh, some people just have disconnects with, like, different cultures and shit like that. And, like, ten, ten years, man, you're talking, like, you know, there's all kinds of shows you grew up with and comedians you grew up with, music you grew up with that that fucking person just completely disconnects on. So, you know, I don't know. Good luck to everybody on that show, but I'm telling you, it's very dramatic. Very dramatic. And that's why Netflix does it. So wonderful. Good for them. Awesome. And that's about it, man. We're going to fucking, you know, we're going to show out some fucking new music today. We're going to talk about some Twitter trends. I got drywall mud in my mullet that I just noticed right now. Oh my god, it's like right in the little hairs in the back of my head. Fuck. You know, drywalling's dope. I like, I do a lot of mudding and shit. It's fun. It's fun as all hell, but it is messy, man. I get, I come home sometimes. I used to take the bus on the way home and I'd be sitting there covered head to toe with like white drywall mud. And somebody would look at me and be like, oh, is that paint? And I would look at them pan face and be like, no, it's cocaine. Or sometimes I tell people I'm an accountant. You know what I mean? Like when I'm walking around covered in mud and they're like, oh, John Waller. I'm like, no, lawyer, tough day at the office. And then I carry on. Obviously, I'm a drywaller. I got fucking drywall mud in my mullet. Obviously, I'm a drywaller. Anyways, this uh, brings me to a segment that I call... Twitter trends. What's going on in the world today? Oh, we're gonna find out in that very peanut buttery kind of way. Oh, that beats dope. Oh, listen to it ring. Fuck yeah. Cut that shit. Cut it. Oh, a little late on the cutoff there. I swiped my phone too far down and missed the pause button. The studio is very complicated. I run a very fucking high-tech system over here at the fucking pad at the rad. You know what I mean? I got to think of something that lo- rhymes with lab now. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I'm not going to do it right now. These these things you got to do off air. These different rhyming things. That intro, I wrote it fucking completely separate. Off air, no problem. We're not going to do a Twitter trends one, too. Anyways, that beat once again was sent in by Randy B at Randy B Entertainment. You can check out Randy B at Randy B Entertainment on YouTube. And please do support the people that support the podcast, man. And so far... It's Randy B and Pothead Park and people that send in fucking new music, man. Gotta love the fucking music that gets sent in. And fucking Randy B has sent in a bunch of music. So check out Randy B at Randy B Entertainment on YouTube. Moving on. Speaking of rappers, check this out. I guess I saw this on Instagram. I follow 50 Cent. 50 Cent is like one of the greatest Twitter follows and fucking Instagram follows ever. 
I love that guy. He's like, I can't stand his music, except for his early shit. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Places to go. Or even like that Many Men song, like that Get Rich or Die Trying CD. Oh my God. Many Men. We step upon me. Blood in my eye dog and I can't see. Oh my God, that was a banger. Like as like a fucking 12-year-old white kid in Saskatoon, that song went hard, man. Hard on the paint. I remember rapping that in my basement. And then some fucking chick, like, some chick in my class was rapping that in school, like, in the classroom. And everybody was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that is so gangster, man. Oh, that's fucking funny to think of this shit you used to rap when you were 12. How many people, eh? How many people? Like, I remember, like, even, like, being, like, 14, cruising around with my homies there and shit like that. And we'd be bumping that Pac song that, um... Uh, Thug Love or whatever with uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. That was a fucking banger, man. Thug Love. Yeah. Anyways, 50 Cent. Moving on. 50 Cent was clowning Oprah. I guess she was like right in the middle of. Uh, she was right in the middle. She had some kind of like convention going on, Oprah did. And she was like. Walking around on a stage, there was nothing on the stage. There was nothing. And you can see all the video of it, and it's hilarious. Well, not hilarious, but it's just funny. Like, she's, like, walking, and she's talking about how you have to be balanced. You have to be balanced. This is, like, literally the last thing she says, and then she falls right over, over nothing. She, like, she, like, hits the deck not hard or anything. That's why it's okay to laugh at, because she didn't hit it hard. And she was like, oh, my shoes, and then pops up. Lord is funny now. She's just so, like, Oprah, I got no beef with Oprah. You know, like, Oprah reminds me of my mom. And my ex-wife, I think, watched a lot of Oprah and shit. But, like, I got no problem with Oprah. Nice lady. Good for her being so rich. You know what I mean? Spreading positivity in the world. And you get a buck, and you get a buck, and she would give shit away all the time. Good for her. Anyways, 50 Cent fucking posted the video on his Twitter and he goes uh, with the caption. He's like, what the fuck happened here? Michael Jackson's ghost tripper. 50 is just so fucking funny about it. I guess Snoop Dogg fucking uh, went in on it too. Like he, he posted that shit. But Snoop Dogg, like, I don't find his page as fucking light humored as 50. Like I follow Snoop Dogg on Instagram as well. And he's all right. Like he's all right. But he posts a lot of, like, fucking instigating shit-starting videos. Just seems full of malice. You know what I mean? Where 50, he, like, he beefs with people on there. But it's in a funny way. It's in a light-hearted way. You can tell it's fucking funny and light. You know what I mean? Out of the two of them, I like 50 a lot better than Snoop Dogg. Fuck Snoop Dogg. I like Snoop Dogg's older apps and shit like that. Like, the old shit he did. Like, that fucking, uh... Uh, what's my name or whatever, you know, Snoop Doggy Dog, that was good, he had some fucking couple bangers, Gin and Juice, of course, that's a fucking classic banger, but after that, psh, 50 Slays, 50 Slays, fucking Snoop Dogg, for sure, and I bet you in a fist fight, he would beat him up too, and that's important, when I think of people beefing with each other, who would actually win in a fight, and it would be 50 Cent, it wouldn't even be fair, fuck, anyways, 50 Cent is hilarious, and I feel bad for Oprah falling. So hopefully she recovers. I'm sure she did. It was great. Anyways, speaking of rappers, going on. Rappers and rappers. Listen to this. Listen 
to this. Flavor Flav, yeah, boy, himself got fired from Public Enemy over a fucking Bernie Sanders type scenario. I guess there's like, there's like a like a Bernie Sanders rally or some shit going on with Public Enemy and Chuck D's up in there, of course, you know. And uh, Flavor Flav came out and was like, I don't want to be involved with that shit. Don't don't use the fucking logo and shit. And Chuck D fucking fired him from the band. Flavor Flav himself. Come on now, how can you fucking fire Flavor Flav, man? That's terrible. That's terrible. Who the fuck cares about Public Enemy anyway? They shouldn't be doing anything these days. They should be sitting back and enjoying some of that fucking, you know, anthrax and fucking Public Enemy money. You know what I mean? They did good. They did fucking good, man. Flavor Flav. Poor Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Do you remember Flavor of Love? That was the fucking best show ever, man. That fucking show made me laugh. Flavor of Love. I'm going to have to look that up. That would be a good YouTube watch. Sometimes I like to, like, think back in my mind and and just think of, like, fucking dope reality shows. Like that WB Superstar. That was an amazing show. Watch that show. It's fucking amazing on YouTube. It's like... It's like the best kind of American Idol you could fucking imagine. Just with bad singers. Oh, it's funny. Even The Apprentice was fucking funny back then. And Flavor Flav, Flavor of Love was on there too. There was also Coolio, you know, from Gangster's Paradise. Keep spending most my life living in a gangster's paradise. That guy had a reality show too where he was trying to find love. Oh, do you remember that little span and it was like the early 2000s after the Osbournes came out on MTV where like they were giving anybody a fucking television show like they like like Twisted Sisters uh Dean Snyder had a reality show where like he like rolled around with his kids and he's just he's such a fucking goofy dude man. Dean Snyder is just such a clownish dude and his sons are even worse man. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. And then Kiss had that show. I watched that Kiss show quite a bit growing up. That show was fucking dope. Gene Simmons is fucking terrible person. Terrible band. I mean, they have some hitters. You know, that fucking... Uh, I like the Kiss Go shit that... I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. <laughs> or Love Gun. Not bad. You know, but fucking... Kiss isn't all that good to be that fucking rich. But Gene Simmons is just such a cunt, man. You gotta like that shit. You gotta like that shit. He's just such an asshole. And his wife, that Shannon, whatever her name is, she's from Saskatoon. <clears throat> Mind blown. You believe that shit? She is, like, literally from Saskatoon. I know people back home that know, like, her extended family. Crazy shit, small world. Just goes to show that you can be from Saskatoon and be rad as all fuck and then make it in LA. You know, I think she was in Playboy or something like that. But anyways, anyways, that was a big long tangent to talk about Flavor Flav getting fired from Public Enemy. <coughs> so, hopefully he goes out on his own and releases like a super fucking dope, like trappy uh, rap album. I'd like to see him team up with like you know, like how, like, Little Uzi Vert sampled some Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way song? That's new. Peep that. It's actually a banger. It's not bad. But if he hooked up with, like, fucking Uzi or something like that and fucking collabed on some shit, get some Schoolboy Q, get some 20 sale remixes of Flavor Flav going, yeah, boy. 
fuck, that would be awesome. See him just rock his big fucking big clock chain again, just around being dope, man. Oh, that's awesome. Anyways, moving on. Oh, see, okay, this is moving on to, like, more music news, more rock star shit, and this is, we, we touched on this. We touched on these May-December relationships, the age gaps, and this is a fucking hardcore one. This is a hardcore one. Listen to this. Steven Tyler has a girlfriend that's 41 years younger than him. Steven Tyler, who looks like a donked old soccer mom that pulls you liquor. Like, she looks like that one, like your friend's cool mom that would bum you cigarettes and buy you guys liquor and let you party at her house to keep everybody from driving. Like, he looks like a rock and roll mom in, like, a fucking lower middle class neighborhood, perhaps a trailer park. His old ass has a fucking girlfriend that's fucking, like, 41 years younger. What do they talk about? What in the world? And, okay, I know people are sitting there thinking, like, oh, well, they're not doing much talking. Okay, you're not fucking 24 hours straight. You're not, at some point, you're going to stop having sex and you're going to have to, like, take that chick out in public and sit across from a table and ask her her opinions on things and her be 41 years younger? Dude, that's, like, way younger than his daughter, man. Way younger. Way younger than Steven Tyler's daughter. Fuck. It just blows my mind. I just don't understand what people in these relationships talk about. Like, obviously, I see what's in it for her, and I see what's in it for him. But I don't see why they wouldn't just have, like, a like a kind of, like a, like, a sugar daddy scenario. You know what I mean? Like, to actually go and be like, yeah, that's my girlfriend, and now you fucking go to talk to her all the time, and she's 41 years younger? What are you going to talk about? Like, you were 41 when she was born. You already had all your parties. You already had Toys in the Attic. Aerosmith's dope. Don't get me wrong. Dream On is a great song. Dream On. That's a fucking great song. But, man. And then 41 years later, you're already blown up. You're already old now. She gets born. And then fucking 26 years later, boom, you're dating her. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it just blows my mind. I don't know what these people talk about. I don't know what people talk about. It's crazy. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Wendy's, I saw, is coming out with breakfast. And all I got to say about that is, what, they're going to have square eggs? Fuck Wendy's and their square patties, man. I bet you. I bet you their breakfast com- sandwich comes and the eggs are fucking square. Some weird shit like that. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, it freaks me out about Wendy's. The only thing that freaks me out about fucking Wendy's is like, how do they never freeze their beef? What's wrong with freezing beef? Did you know that the best sushi, like when you go to the world's finest fucking sushi restaurant, all that fish is like flash frozen, you know? It's something about it, like, makes it, like, fucking moist and whatever, makes it delicious. You know what I mean? When they serve that sashimi, it's just, just fucking dope. You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with frozen shit. And it helps you ship it around the world. I don't see how they're shipping around all this unfrozen, square-ass beef. Like, what kind of chemicals are they using it to keep it fresh? You know it's not fresh. You know they're spraying some kind of chemicals, some kind of weird shit in it. 
You know what I mean? That's that's all I got to say about that. Mind you, I've never really like I've eaten quite a bit of Wendy's in my days, and fucking it's it's not that good. The best fast food burger you're gonna get in Canada is Burger King. You can't don't fucking come at me with anything other than the Whopper, man. If I'm gonna cheat, if I'm gonna like have an honest to goodness cheat meal, it has to be a Whopper. I will accept nothing else. Well, maybe a Grandpa Burger from A and W. That's you know, if there's no fucking Burger King around. But fuck Wendy's, fuck Harvey's, Arby's. You're going to Arby's? Ugh, fuck Arby's. How about that? Arby's is the lowest, most disgusting shit ever. I bet you, like, if the coronavirus spreads to the pandemic levels, the safest place is going to be at Arby's because nobody's fucking in there. Fuck Arby's. Hot beef sandwiches. Ugh, disgusting. Disgusting. Moving on. Pardon the vape. Pardon the vape, people. When we get a better studio in here, I'm going to have to cut out all the vaping and shit like that. I'm going to have to get one of these tiny little pens that nobody can hear. You know the ones that look like a fucking tampon? You know what I mean? The vipes and the jewels. Come on now. But for the time being, I'm going to be vaping here because the, the fucking microphone is not that close to my face. It is no microphone. It's my cell phone. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Oh, this was a good one. Some 82-year-old dude. One Rod Waterlow from Vancouver. From this place right here. Will be the oldest runner at the Boston Marathon. Boom. He fucking trains three days a week, man. Killing it. Getting ready for the fucking Boston Marathon at 82 years old. That just goes to show you, man. You can stay fit and kicking ass at any fucking age. Now, I'm like, I saw a picture of this dude and he had a bunch of medals around his neck and he looked like a, like a chicken. You know, like, like those whole chickens that you buy, uh, at like, you know, in the frozen section around fucking Christmas when all the turkeys are gonna, or when all the turkeys are sold out and they're selling chickens and ducks. And there's saran wrap sitting there. That's what this guy looked like, except with glasses and a jersey on. He looked very old, did not look very healthy, but still killing it. So obviously he's not going to be fucking setting any records. We're not going to see young Rod Waterlow set any records for speed. But we see him set a record for being so fucking old and running in the Boston Marathon. Warms my heart. I love to see it, man. Like, it makes me think, what the fuck am I doing? That's why I don't take days off. That's why every day we wake up and we kick ass. And on my rest days, I go and drywall. I make sure on the weekends that I fucking double down on the yoga and double down on the workouts. Because I don't fuck around on the weekends. You got to keep it sharp. So maybe when I'm 82, I can think about doing a marathon. But probably the vaping and the marijuana will get to me long before I'm 82. So I salute my man. Congratulations, Rod Waterlow, on being the oldest runner in the Boston Marathon at 82 years old. That fucking blows my mind. That blows my mind. What else? What else blows my mind? This is a... How about this one for you? White Claw. Which apparently we don't have... We don't have White Claw in Canada. I've heard about it. I've heard, obviously, like I've heard on podcasts... And I've heard uh, jokes about it. I've heard comedians joke about White Claws. And I guess it's like, I guess it's like a uh, cooler 
like some, you know, I'm sure it's like a, like a, like, like, you know, those white cans of vodka, they're called new or whatever. I'm sure it's something like that, but immensely popular. This is in the States, this fucking white claw, which I don't understand. Like, what about four loco? You remember four loco? That was the shit. Cold 45s. That was the shit, man. But anyways, white claw is fucking this thing. And it gets, I'm not a drinker, so I don't get the hype, but this thing gets released in Canada. White claw gets unleashed in Canada and you should have seen them line up in Toronto. It was crazy. You can punch it in, dude. It's like lined up around the fucking block. It was like Supreme dropped a fucking pair of Oreos. You know what I mean? It was like a crazy line up around the block for fucking alcohol. For coolers. What are you guys doing? You got vodka at home, man. What are you guys doing lining up for liquor? Like lining up for anything. I'm not down with, like, I have never lined up for any product in my life. One time, they opened a Cabela's in Saskatoon, which is like a hunting. Cabela's, if you don't know, it's the world's foremost outfitter. Cabela's is a beautiful place. It's like the Walmart of outdoorsmen. It's got all your hunting, your fishing, your archery needs, man. It's dope. It's beautiful. I love Cabela's. And I always ordered it online. You always had to, like, I would get... I got the Cabela's subscription, their little fucking catalog, and you get to see all the duck blinds, and you get to see the guns, and you get to see the fucking, all the fishing stuff they're coming out with, and the boats, and the gear, and the, oh, it was wonderful. And you order this shit online, comes in, and then finally, in like 2011, I'm going to say, 12, they came to Saskatoon, and I almost shit my fucking pants, man. I was running a drywall company at that time, and I took the entire day off. And I was opening. And it was like, you know, I got there, not at the opening, but it was packed. It was packed. There was too much line. I was like, fuck this, went home. Fuck that. I don't wait in line for shit, man. I don't wait in line for phones. I don't wait in line for shoes. If I got to wait in line for that shit, fuck that shit. I'm ordering it. Fuck that, man. I don't play that shit. I'm not going to be waiting in line. What are you waiting in line for? Like, these people that camp out for movies... Or iPhones or Supreme shit or anything. You got to reevaluate your life, my man. You should not be lining up for shit. And you certainly shouldn't be lining up for alcohol for some fruity fucking cooler drink. Because the majority of the people in that line were dudes. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Speaking of crazy shit that people are into... Kanye West was spotted rocking the fucking new Yeezys, man. Ooh. Now, there's a thing that happened with shoes. You know, like, I come up through my 20s, you know, I notice shoes. You know, in my fucking, in my teenage years and in my 20s, for sure I was down with the shoe game. Like, fucking rights, man. I like J's. I liked a lot of skate shoes and shit like that, like the old iPaths and Osiris's and shit like that when I got some money up, you know what I mean? And then we fucking move on into the 2010s and then I get caught up again after my divorce, of course, you're on the fucking club scene and then now everybody's back into sneakers. So, okay, we get into shoes and I'm fucking, you know, back in my day, like 200 bucks was like a lot for shoes. But then you see shoes these days, like these fucking Yeezys, dude. 1200 bucks and I almost I almost got caught up into it I'm too smart you know a switch flipped in my head where I was like fuck that shit man I'm never gonna spend like over 50 bucks on a pair of shoes fuck that shit I don't care you know they always say shoes make the man fuck that shit 
Fuck that shit. You can be rock and roll. I'm going to be like, if I make millions of dollars, I'm still going to rock fucking $50 shoes. I don't give a shit, man. You don't need $1,200 shoes. That's fucking, that's a bitch move to spend that much on sneakers, man. Oh, dude. And the Yeezys almost got me. They're so ugly. They're dope. And then the ugliness is their dopeness. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing with Yeezys. They're so ugly, they're dope. And the more ugly they are, the more ugly about it, the fucking doper they look. And they look dope. So these new Yeezys Kanye's wearing, I guess they're dropping out soon. They look like fucking seashells, man. They're all squiggly and shit. They look nutty. They look fucking ridiculous. They're called the 350 Zions. And they're ugly. You know? I don't know what to say. Like, I'm sure people are going to be rocking them. And I was like that too. Like, I used to be like, oh, those Yeezy boosts are dope. Fuck no. I'm not down with that shit anymore. I'm not down with spending that much on shoes, man. You know how many shoes I skate through too? Like, that's the thing too, man. Like, I got to have nice shoes. I got to have skate shoes. And I got to have work shoes now. Dude. Who am I? I got to have three pairs of fucking shoes. No. I just have work shoes and skate shoes. And one pair of nice shoes. But... You know, that's just remnants left over of my uh, balling days of getting fucking expensive ass sneakers. I don't understand that shit. Anyway, the new Yeezys look fucking wild as all hell, though. I will say that. And if I was like into that shit, I would be fucking stoked. I guess there was like a sneaker. There was like a sneaker show over here in Vancouver over the weekend. And lots of people love that shit, man. Lots of people get fired up. And into shoes. And I can see why. Shoes are dope. But I'm just trying to fucking break myself of the shoe habit. And that's the podcast, man. Fucking, I would like to shout out all my listeners, man. You guys are all fucking dope. Thanks for being a part of the Peanut Butter Tiger family, man. We fucking appreciate. I'd like to shout out Randy B. At Randy B Entertainment on YouTube. Check that cat out, man. He sends in the dope beats, the dope fucking music. Check out Pothead Park on Facebook and Pothead Park on Instagram. That guy's my fucking hero. I love that cat more than anything. Make sure everybody drink your water, eat your broccoli, do your push-ups, get enough vitamins, tell people you love them, be fucking positive, and check out, we got some music sent in by uh, Steve Jensen with David Stone of rainbow fame this track is called 10 more years In my head, you'll be 
guitar in there and what was that keyboard i heard god that was a banger that was 10 more years by steve jensen with david stone of rainbow fame and if you want your music featured on the peanut budget tiger 
get to us on Instagram at the Peanut Butter Tiger Cast, at on Twitter at EastBandan1, and email is EastBandan88 at Outlook.com. Everybody have a good one. Oh yes. Uh-huh. Say bird up. Bird up.